Hello everybody, welcome to BPM, the podcast where we get behind people's music. Now, this week, I just want to do a quick update with you as we're branching into reviews, and this is about Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. Now, I know what you're going to say. This film came out a while ago, Ashley. You even saw it a while ago. Those, those who know me will say that. Why haven't you talked about it before? Well, to be honest with you, there wasn't an outlet for that at the time, and uh, it seemed kind of stupid talking about it. But then this week, it just won the uh, Best Drama uh, Motion Picture at the Grammys, and it now looks in sort of good running, at least, for the Oscars. And I thought that now was a good time then, really, to revisit the film. So, Bohemian Rhapsody, the Queen biopic, I don't think it really needs that much in terms of uh, explanation. It's about Freddie Mercury's life, really, and the history of Queen up until the sort of live aid performance. And then anything thereafter is kind of cut out of the movie. There's a lot of good stuff in this film. And I do think somewhere in there, there is a good film, actually. If we just take it on the basics that you'll probably go for this movie for, which is the soundtrack. I mean, it's Queen. It's fantastic. Now, I'm a huge Queen fan. Uh, I wouldn't quite say super fan, but if we take it on things like the soundtrack alone, like it's great. Like Really, really great. There's some songs in there I really didn't think they would include, like Now I'm Here is included, which is one of my favorite Queen songs. And uh, I really didn't think they were going to put it in, but they really did to show this uh, juxtaposition between their sort of early poppy days and then some more heavy, almost metal type stuff in a scene there. So that was really good. And I really liked that they uh, they kept that in. And I do think in terms of how they've captured the characters, it's really fantastic. Rami Malek is great, like really, really great as Freddie Mercury. He's got a really good look. He's got the voice almost to a T. His actions, especially in the Live Aid scene, are incredible. It, I mean, if you watch the Live Aid performance, you could see, you know, definite sort of similarities. It's so similar, it's almost the same thing. And the casting of the other band members, Brian May, John Taylor, and Roger Deacon, uh, is also really good. And very accurate uh, sound-wise and looks-wise, which is Great. So on this sort of level that you're going into a Queen film expecting a nice romp with some good music and some familiar faces and a good sort of feel of the 70s, 80s vibe at the time, then you're going to have an excellent time. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good film. So I do think there is a good film in here somewhere. But for me, there's just too much about it that really left me scratching my head. I mean, the most obvious thing about the film is that it is a very Americanized, sanitized, sort of safe telling of the Queen's story. It's very slick and very fast, and the film doesn't uh, run that long, actually. And when you consider that they replicate the entire Live Aid uh, section at the end, then that takes 20 to 25 minutes off of the film. So, I mean, it's not actually that long. So it's pretty fast and uh, includes a lot of stuff, definitely. Um and it does have that, as I say, nice vibe to it, but it is very sanitized. There's not that much depth, necessarily, to the characters. It's very much, here's Freddie Mercury, he can sing, he joins the band in a very quick fashion that is uh, mildly historically inaccurate. Then they become a big success, and then he, you know, gets ill with AIDS and dies eventually, although that isn't included in the film, that bit. So it's a very, very quick look through uh, some of the history and it's done so in a very 
uh, Hollywoodish American TV movie kind of way. I never really felt like any character was in peril. I never really felt actually that sad about any character or even really that happy. Sometimes it becomes almost a sitcom. Like Rami Malek as Freddie Mercury walks into a room, says something very outlandish. And then the rest of the sort of band stand around and go, oh, Freddie again. You know, oh, that's stupid Freddie. And it just becomes a bit sitcom-y after a while. But I guess actually the biggest sort of issue I really took with it is the historical inaccuracy. Now, I know that a lot of people will say, but this is a film. You know, this is a dramatization of a chapter of Queen's life and career and of Freddie Mercury's life and career. So it doesn't necessarily need to be a documentary in that sense. But there is too much in this film that is historically inaccurate that I think actually detracts from the story. Um, Things are shoehorned in where they shouldn't be. For example, and this doesn't ruin much, obviously, uh, Freddie Mercury does discover he has AIDS, and he mentions that to the band before Live Aid. Now, obviously, we're not privy to those conversations at the time, but it's been relatively well documented that Freddie Mercury found out after Live Aid, probably a couple of years after, around 86, 87. So that, for me, really threw me off. But the most moment of frustration in the whole film came when they broke up. Queen never broke up, uh, at least formally. I mean, they went off to do solo stuff, definitely, and maybe you could consider that a breakup, but they never formally announced a breakup. Um, While I think it showed that there must have been tensions in the band, I think it was unnecessary. Uh, it made out that Live Aid was like their comeback tour. And at this point, I just, I honestly sat in the cinema and threw my hands in the air and sort of huffed a bit. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, th- this never happened. Uh, they had actually released an album. There's a period in the film when they seem to suggest that they were uh, broken up and they didn't make any music. But actually, the works, the album that includes the song Radio Gaga came out during that time, during their breakup, in inverted commas. That really, really got to me. Um, Just this complete ignorance, sometimes, of the truth in exchange for pushing this Freddie Mercury character who, while well-played, is really not fleshed out that much. And, uh, yeah, it, it really detracted, I think. They sort of sacrificed the truth to push this very positive image of a guy who, I mean, in the context of this film, is very two-dimensional, very cardboard. That It gets troubling sometimes, actually, because the homosexual sort of side to the story is really dealt with like it's a distraction and a problem. Also, as I briefly mentioned, the last 30 minutes, 20 minutes, sorry, are the Live Aid recreation, which while technically fantastic and really, really sort of blows you away in that sense, I really just thought it was a waste of a film. Like, you've gone this far to the end, it's like they ran out of story and just thought, yeah, okay, let's do 20 minutes of Live Aid, let's totally recreate it, which is unnecessary. I mean, you can still find it on YouTube and it's a fantastic performance. I recommend you go and look at it. It just felt unnecessary. It kind of felt like it had ended and that was really it. Now, a lot of these criticisms aren't unique. A lot of film critics have said exactly the same things that I've said. And a lot of friends of mine have said exactly the same things I've said. Also, a lot of people have disagreed with me and said that, you know, if you just want a musical, sort of enjoyable, happy film, 
uh, this is good for you. It's a good popcorn movie just to sit and put a smile on your face. And yeah, if we're looking at it in that way, I would agree. I'd still probably only give it somewhere towards a 6 out of 10. I don't like rating films, but you know, if we said this was above average, then then it would be. But in terms of what I expected, it's far below average. And I really did think it was a bad movie. Um, Brian May has actually responded to a lot of these criticisms, not mine personally, but film critics. And he said that he thinks that um, a lot of critics saw the trailer that maybe wasn't a good representation of the movie. And then they they um, decided that they weren't going to like the film. I don't see that that's actually true. I didn't see the trailer before this movie came out. I had no idea of what to expect going into it. I knew it was coming out, and I'd seen the marketing for it, and I'd heard of the trouble surrounding director Brian Singer, which we'll talk about in a minute, and Sasha Baron Cohen dropping out and stuff like that. But I had not seen the trailer, so I had no conceptions going in, really, like preconceptions of what this film would be, and it really disappointed me. I will not be revisiting this film again, and uh, I can't say that I feel bad about that. So overall, I think it's a kind of poor script, uh, poorly scripted Americanized TV movie, really. And it's a shame, especially the writing, because so much of it is cliche. Uh, because Peter Morgan wrote the story along with Anthony McCartan, and they are both really fantastic script writers and story writers. Uh, Anthony McCartan um, wrote the story for The Theory of Everything, uh, the Stephen Hawking biopic. And then... Peter Morgan has done countless biopics, actually. But my favourite of his, especially if you go for a more dramatised, Americanized thing, is Rush, the Nicky Lauda and um, James Hunt Formula One biopic. It was dramatised, it was stupid, it was Americanized, but it was also relatively accurate and actually built depth around the characters, which is really what is lacking in Bohemian Rhapsody. I admire the technicalities of it and the production is fantastic, but overall, I just did not gel with it at all. So if you do want to go see it, I cannot stop you whatsoever. Give it a try. Why not? And I'm sure you'll still have a good time. I'm sure you'll still enjoy it, especially musically. You probably will. But for me, it was not not a great film. And I don't think it's really worthy of the accolades it's received and may go on to receive. If you are more interested in Queen, though, I do recommend Days of Our Lives. It's a 2011 documentary. A uh, very long document. It's in two parts. I think it was made for the BBC originally. It's about two hours long, two and a half hours long, and it covers the entire band's history up until that point. So at that point, they were with Paul Rogers, Queen and Paul Rogers. So it goes all the way up to then. And it's a really, really good documentary. It doesn't shy away from anything actually. So that's another review from BPM Pod. We'll be doing some more of these reviews as we go on, mainly uploaded as YouTube-only content, and we'll stick them in some of the episodes maybe as well. Why not? Let's give it a go, see how we go. If you want to comment yourself, please do so. Go to Facebook, go to Instagram, send me an email, write me a comment. I don't mind what. Let me know what you thought. What did you think of Bohemian Rhapsody? Was it any good? Do you think anyone can really do Freddie Mercury and Queen Justice in a film? Am I asking too much? Um, Do let me know. And if there's anything else you want to hear a bit about or anything musical you think I should have on my horizon, then definitely let me know. Otherwise, until we speak again or until we're with each other again on BPM Pod, I want to wish you a very, very fantastic day and uh, stay lucky out there. Take care of each other and we'll speak soon.